Our text this evening is found in the book of Genesis, chapter 26, and I'll read verses 18 through 22. And Isaac digged again the wells of water, which they had digged in the days of Abraham, his father, for the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. And the herdmen of Gerar did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of the well Isaac, because they strove with him. And they digged another well, and they strove for that also. And he called the name of it Sitna. And he removed from thence and digged another well, and for that they strove not. And he called the name of it Rehoboth. And he said, for now the Lord hath made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Isaac is often viewed as a type of Christ. He was obedient to his father, even sacrificially. And he was a a man of peace. In chapter 26, Isaac, at the start of that, would have been dwelling in a place called Lahairoi, and that was in the southernmost part of the land of Canaan. And chapter 26 begins with the fact that there was famine in that land. Now, they say for off-grid living, when you're trying to choose land, the first thing that you want to look for is water, and then food, shelter, and power. Well, at this time, everybody was off-grid living. And so Isaac, he needed water. There's famine. The wells begin to dry up. And so it it says that he went north. He went up to a town called Gerar that was in the land of the Philistines. That is something that his father had done 97 years before uh, in another famine. And it tells us that the Lord appeared to him there and he told him not to go down to Egypt. And during famines, many people in that arid region would head south to Egypt, but God instructed him not to go down to Egypt, but to stay in this land where you've arrived and that he would bless him. And he also confirmed with him at that time again uh, the Abrahamic covenant uh, that he would not only bless him, but give him those countries 
that he would perform everything that he had told Abraham. He'd make his seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. And all the nations through him of the earth would be blessed. He told him that because he said that Abraham obeyed all that I instructed him to do, all that I have commanded him to do. And so you can imagine Isaac hearing that wanted to do the same. So then it says he dwelt there in Gerar. A little farther in that chapter, it notes that Isaac sowed in the land and received the same year, same year that he planted a crop, a hundredfold. That's a bumper crop. Uh, He was blessed. This is during a famine. And so it is likely that he was drawing water from wells that his father Abraham had dug many years before, was irrigating his crop with them. And because of that, he began to grow great. His flocks increased. His herds increased. He even says his number of servants increased. And he became very great. That caused a problem. It said, The Philistines, they envied him. Someone once said that envy is a constant companion to prosperity. Well, Isaac found that out. Well, the Philistines, they decided they needed to fill in all those wells. And so they filled those up. That's not very friendly, is it? They filled up those wells. And then Abimelech, would be a title like Pharaoh or king, the leader of the Philistines, he told Isaac to go, to leave. You've become mightier than us. We want you to leave this place. And so Isaac, it says first he went down into the valley of Gerar, And he wanted to continue to prosper there, but they came down and it says they, again, they stopped up or they filled up those wells. And they wouldn't just fill them with earth, by the way. They'd throw dead animals into them and they'd make you not to want to even try to dig them up again. Well, Isaac's servants, they they dug there and that location, they found a well with springing water. Uh, that, that would be good. That'd be wonderful. Don't even have to put down a bucket to get it out. Just springing up. Normally, that'd be the, uh, the source of great joy. But there's a problem. They, the herdsmen of Gerar, they kept striving with Isaac's herdsmen. Couldn't have any peace. He had tried to name the wells after the names his father had called him. He did that for a reason. This is our source of water. But they kept contending with him. In fact, he named the first one Essek. That word means 
to strive or to quarrel. That's how he felt about that well. So they moved to another place. They dug another well. And the same thing. And he called that sitna, meaning feud. How'd you like that? Trying to just make a living, support your family, and, and you go and, and you work at it. You get that source, and then they're feuding with you. So finally he removed from thence, and it says that he went to a place called Rehoboth, and there, finally, there was nobody else, apparently, nobody to to fight with him, to contend with him, to feud with him. And he thought, finally, I'm, I'm in a place. In fact, that's what the name of that means, uh, a place where there's room enough for us. And they began to dig a well there. Now, a couple of years ago, uh, I needed to have a well dug. And I found out it wasn't such an easy thing. In the area that I was uh, trying to get that done, I I would call a number of outfits, and uh, I'd be lucky to even talk to somebody. Uh, One time I I got a promise that they would come out and look at our place, and that never happened. Then they wouldn't answer calls. And uh, I tried emailing some of the outfits and got some replies, but couldn't get anything done. And so one day I was talking to uh, a rancher that I became acquainted with, and uh, I happened to ask him, do, do you know of anybody that drills wells? And he said, yes, I know a young man that just uh, started in the business. And so I contacted this young man. His name was Shane. And actually what had happened with him, uh, he was a heavy equipment operator, and he'd had the same problem. So he decided to get into the well drilling business and found an older gentleman who had retired to that area, who uh, had been in drilling all of his life and was willing to train him. And so they they came out uh, to look there at the property, and uh, I was interested in what they thought, where uh, what they would do as far as where where and how would you decide where to drill. And I said that because I had a neighbor. He he had offered to witch my property for me. And I, I really didn't know about that. I heard about it. In fact, I asked Brother Chet about that. And I just remember Brother Chet kind of hemmed and hawed and, and finally kind of, uh, maybe it's 50-50. And Brother Chet said, I just asked somebody where they want me to drill. And so I felt pretty good that the older gentleman, his name was Dwayne, he asked me the same thing. Where do you want me to drill the well? And then he said something. He said, nobody ever drilled and and they don't hit water. They just don't go deep enough. And so, so that was exciting. Finally had somebody and, and actually they even bumped up the schedule and drilled the well, uh, within a, a couple months from that conversation. He, he knew what he was doing. Shane was new at it. But certainly in this account in Genesis, you could see that Isaac and his servants knew what they were doing. So it's interesting that 
they came to that Rehoboth and they decided that this would be a good place. But then the next few verses, it says that Isaac decided to go to Beersheba. And then when he was in Beersheba, it says the Lord appeared to him. And the Lord again confirmed his promises to Isaac. And what's really wonderful about this account is he had thought he was going to continue to dig there where he had room to dig, but now I've gone over to Beersheba and I, I met the Lord here. And it was such an experience to him that he said, I'm going to build an altar here. And this is where I'm going to worship God. I'm even going to put my tent here. You see, he was looking for a place that he could put a well, a place where he could sustain his family. But now he realized he could also be close to God. And so it says that after setting his tent there, it said that his servants, they began to dig a well. Now I think that's very important that we consider that it wasn't just a location where he could have peace from strife. Isaac was interested in the right location. He wanted his location to be just as close to God as he could get it. That was the good spot. And then as he began to do that, guess who shows up? Abimelech and some of his men. I wonder if Isaac thought, oh, great. Here, I found the perfect spot, and here, here comes Abimelech. Well, you can see that he wasn't thrilled. He said, wherefore come ye to me, seeing ye hate me, and have sent me away from you? What are you doing here? You don't even like me. Well, you know, Proverbs sixteen seven tells us that when our ways please the Lord, he makes even our enemies to be at peace with us. And that's what Isaac experienced here. They, they came. They also knew all these other events. They saw how God had blessed Isaac. They saw how as he moved and their herdsmen uh, caused trouble to his herdsmen rather than fight, rather than struggle. They just kind of moved on. They wanted peace. And God continued to bless. And he said, we want to make peace with you. We want to have a deal with you because we see how God is blessing your life. That's because Isaac wanted to be in the right spot. He wanted to be in the place where he could be just as close to God as he could. That's where he wanted to dig a well. And so they they had a feast for them, treated them well, and they made their oath. 
And just after they departed, it said the same day, Isaac's servants came and told him concerning the well, which they had digged, they said, we have found water. Now I can tell you from personal experience, they didn't just walk in and say, we have found water. I imagine they walked in and they were like, hallelujah, we found water here. Uh, You took us to the right spot. And now we have the source. Well, I think there's some good spiritual applications here. You see, I, I believe that there's no dry well spiritually. You just haven't dug deep enough. In Isaiah 12, when Isaiah said in verse 2 that the Lord has become my salvation, in verse 3, he said, because of that, ye can draw with joy, you can draw from the wells, plural, of salvation. When, when you do the work and, and you get saved, you, you, you pray to the God of heaven and you tell him you're sorry for your sins. Well, you begin to draw from the well of salvation. But yet there's, there's more wells yet to be dug. And we need to continue to draw closer to God. There's a, the well of sanctification. But as Isaac was wanting, he was wanting a, a well to continually uh, sustain his family as close as he could to God. And, and that's what he did there at Beersheba. And we also need that, that well that is going to sustain us spiritually. And when you begin to dig, you don't have to worry is this going to be a dry well? How, how do I know where I should dig? Well, we know. We know. We take every opportunity that we have to, to pray. I thought about this young man named Shane. He, he was just getting started. You know how you get experience? Same way Isaac did. You just keep digging wells. I'm sure Shane's very experienced now. I I don't know if Dwayne even has to go out with him anymore. Maybe just a phone call here and there. But when you determine to get that well, to get that source... You need to keep digging. The experience comes from maybe taking time to be in the prayer room. That's one way you learn to keep digging. You come to an altar of prayer. Not to say that I've been to an altar of prayer, but to come and dig. 
Because we know if we seek, we're going to find. If we begin to, to dig and put in the knee work, it's not going to be a dry well. That's not the way it works with the Lord. There, there's no dry wells. They're, they're just not yet dug deep enough. And, and when we determine, Lord, I, I, I'm going to dig and I'm going to keep digging because I know that you have that for me. The Lord is going to hear and answer that prayer. He's going to give you that living water. You see, Isaac wasn't willing to give up. To him, it meant survival. We need to understand us being connected to God the way that he designed for us. That's a matter of our spiritual survival. So we have to be willing to continue to dig. And when you have determined Yes, I want to see this project through. I want to get that permanent source. I want to be able to, with joy, draw what I need to draw from those wells of salvation. When we settle that, you just keep digging. Is it always easy? I was thinking a couple of years ago, the same time I was drilling my well, they were uh, digging a well in Malawi, right by our headquarters church. And I was in communication with Brother uh, Chris, and I would ask him how it was going. And I think they got down 70, 80 feet, and they ran into a rock. This is being hand dug. That'd be discouraging. You know how big it was? But these were people that had experience digging wells. You know what they did? They began to build fires on top of that rock so that they could break it apart. The Lord will help us. When, when we run into a hard spot, maybe we don't feel like we're getting anywhere. It, it feels like we're hitting a rock. You just keep praying. You just keep that fire down in you. It may not feel good. But you know what? If I I keep after it, I I just keep digging, I do my part, you're going to find God's going to help you. And they were able to get past that. They they have a well there. Well, God's going to help you. He's going to help you to... Uh, get past whatever the problem has been, but you have to do the work. Nobody else can dig it for you. Isaac could not live on his dad's wells. He found that out. That didn't work for him. He had to go dig his own wells. But when he did that, he struck water. When you dig your well, the Holy Spirit's going to be there. He's going to hear an answer Your prayer, he's going to give you those things he's already promised you. We're going to have an opportunity to pray in the song 657.